2: Welcome back to the Creep Dive. It's, we have just spoken for 15 minutes. I'm so sorry to both of my co-hosts because I didn't press record. So now let's just rehash what we were hashing up the first time. Creep of the week, Orlando Bloom. For his big, weird
3: lifestyle. It's just, it's not natural when we have to do it again, guys. We've just yeah, missed all of The, the just...
0: opportunity's missed. so No, no, That's Jen, toxic. give us a few snippets. Go on. Okay, few the first time i was coming us. to this fresh. Oh, now I'm like, this go. is old nah. news.
2: Okay, everybody must have seen this. Everybody thought it was a spoof, the Sunday Times, uh, a day in the life. And this time it was Orlando Bloom to come and absolutely nail it with ridiculousness. Here he is. I like to earn my breakfast. I should do an Australian accent. I like to earn my breakfast. No. So I'll just have it with some mixed green powders (laughs) that I mix with brain octane oil, a collagen powder for my hair and nails, obviously. And some protein. It's all quite LA, he admits. Then I go for a hike while I listen to Nivena. Uh, it goes on and on. And there's chanting. There's, um, there's, I don't know, hours of kind of masticating on greens. It's absolutely chanting. amazing. And I would recommend a read, but it's painfully annoying, obviously. Which I always suspected Orlando Bloom was. Incredibly fucking annoying
0: yeah he loves it now doesn't he painfully annoying as a genre of content is totally underrated I love painfully Mm -hmm. annoying
2: well it's trending incredibly heavily do you know what else is painfully annoying anti-vax expose presenters yeah yeah, I said it
3: well look any anti-vaxxers it's just like come on
2: to help us get out
3: of this all together get back to normal so we can do normal things
2: like, we, can't, we all want soon. to do that and look at france closed again because nobody took the vaccine you see we must learn we must learn shouldn't we it's so annoying it's making me want to scratch my own eyes out but i won't and i won't give it to you too but really and truly stop it yeah it's just stop
3: it
0: stop being so french it about it nah love it mention rest.
3: the cicadas again yeah tell oh, us about the cicadas,
2: is, really um okay i'll open with my creep orlando bloom can be one of the creeps of the week but this is a really amazing time in america right because in a month sometime in may or june wait for this billions of a little not little eight inch creature is going to burrow out of the ground and wreak fucking havoc across 15 states of the usa Eight and inches? when I say They're giant soaps Look at your thumb Now add a pair of wings And huge stupid looking red eyes Jen Do you then have an you eight inch inch thumb? Th- <laughs>
0: yeah Jen
2: <laughs> No Cicata. What? Well you know what I mean If you if you were to measure your thumb from your wrist Like, like the way You know Some men try and do that They're like oh, I just have a hidden dick That's inside my stomach The rest of it's in there like, you Ever get those men? <laughs> They like <sighs> suck it Like There's push like, around the base of it Oh like a good portion of the length is subterranean It's in exactly. there Exactly like, the, like an iceberg 90% of it is hidden <laughs> So That was actually a uh, good succinct
3: little intro to the episode there now We've learned a lesson here That maybe we don't need to shite on for 15 minutes at the start of every episode We've got all of the points we need to make across We did talk about our feelings previously But we're not going to do that now <laughs> what, is the,
0: what are the cicadas going to do to the americans okay
2: hear me out they're going to wreak havoc like when i'm saying billions i mean fucking billions right they're fascinating okay harry sent me this in the twitter verse uh basically we you two don't know about it yet because the second these things come out here's my prediction social media are awash with bugs and noises you know everyone oh. being like what the fuck so anyway parts of eastern usa will be hit billions of them swarming this is the first time in 17 years these things have come out of the ground right they're called periodical cicadas or cicadas
0: i'm just still uh, laughing because when you said you two still don't know about it i just thought you meant like no one had
1: told
2: mad for bugs i (laughs) think this is a a very youtube flex
0: on the part of these insects like nobody wants them (laughs) They're about to land something surprising on a whole lot of people.
2: It's free and you can't get a, get rid of it. Do you remember that album, Subs? You couldn't do yeah, that. It. It,
3: it still comes up when it's I get there. into the car. And I have changed my phone like four times. It still <laughs> pops up on my iTunes. <laughs> they're that's they're periodicals. That's what that band
0: thing. is called. A periodical yeah, okay. album.
2: That's Let really Let me tell you really more about these good. little little huge big yokes, right? Kind of think of a cockroach with so mental imagine looking imagine your legs, your lower legs. Imagine just somewhere around six Imagine or eight ages, your big so American American are, are being eating each ages. other to death with cicadas. The average size dick is coming at you, and a lot of them are. <laughs> I'm I've just doing so anyway.
0: a guess at how to spell this. Oh wow, yeah, I was so, so wrong. There's a two <laughs> C's in cicadas, not an S and a Q. Okay, go on, Jen. Sorry. They spend almost their whole lives under, (laughs) only
2: two feet underground, living and suckling from the sap of tree roots, right? Then, in the spring of either their 13th or 17th year, the mature nymphs burrow out of the ground and they, in huge numbers, like billions. What's so amazing is, on the 17th fucking year, that spring, they all because oh i'll tell you more about why they all know God. to come out but they all come out at the same time right anyway they climb up onto the nearest vertical surface uh mostly a tree root or maybe your house or the side of your car oh or my night, your body foot or you're line. standing up right yes so they are real clumsy and they're not afraid of us because they've never seen one of us before uh they climb up <laughs> there they stick on they shed their exoskeleton and they start Ugh. pumping their wings right like same as a butterfly coming out of its pupa so they pop, they inflate the wings and then after a few days of resting uh they take to the air in a frenzied first flight looking for each other right not difficult to find because there's fucking billions of you but because they're sort of in my mind they're stupid maybe that's mean Anyway, they the male ones scream, which is why it's so annoying to live there when these happen. So they let out these in really loud. It's loud because there's billions of them, but also it's just loud. Scream, the males looking for the females and the females click, right? Then they do this sex frenzy. And uh, so it's only, they're only out for like a couple of weeks.
0: Anyway. This is sounding like the uh, wicker man. More and more with each so passing this, word.
2: So this so anyway the reason that they all come out at the same time is number one so it's easy to find a mate and number two because what do you have in large gangs like protection so the minute these fuckers come out the birds just go to work and they start savaging as many of them as they can but like the birds are absolutely stuffed by about 20 minutes in and a and lot the of, of the birds have to be smaller than
0: this fucking thing. I I'm looking at pictures of people holding mm. it in their hand it's and it's huge. about the size of like a tin of beans in your hands. Yeah. It's so Weighty. weird because it looks like it should be a microscopic insect. And then you see a hand and you're like oh. huge. It's like Here's a kid's face. Size. Look at this, Delaware,
2: Georgia, Illinois, Indiana, Kentucky, Maryland, Michigan, North Carolina, New Jersey, New York, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Virginia, all West sucked. Virginia, full, stuffed oh with these giant bugs. Amazing, right? So they're coming in mid-May, they think, and it'll run through, all this shite will run through to late June, and it's a spectacle, right? God. They just, I can't wait to look at all the, if you kind of like we're talking about 17 or 13 years since the last time this happened now our technology is brilliant so we'll get like full high resolution eye to eye interesting content from this do you know what's amazing man it's like a plague as well yeah Yeah. god's not happy he's Uh, really not i was gonna play you the sound but instead i'll do no i'll just do it with my mate yeah exactly like that the female's I, like I feel that's quite erotic yeah oh I are felt you twins. Your, your nub is starting to twin. the nub is quivering it's quivering <laughs> oh anyway God. they can't hurt I anyone I wish I could
0: unsay that
2: they don't sting they don't bite they don't carry diseases and they don't really want to come inside but uh, they're, but they're really extremely annoying. annoying that's amazing yeah and there's literally everywhere can't wait for it yeah Absolutely. I just watched a video here
3: on the youtube yeah. from bbc earth of them all oh, crawling that's, it's just it's very yeah. plaguey
2: very it's quite plague-like lotus yeah. vibes oh sure it's gonna be a spectacle guys i just nothing ever happens in ireland sure it doesn't oh my god like we why would you have, invite this well it's just that we just our seasons are so bland and no, like, what are you interchangeable. talking about it's We've getting much more gory- volatile. volatile. We had,
3: yeah, we had the sun, we had the snow, we have the. Remember, it's we had like gonna-
0: major hailstones about a week ago. Yeah, it was like I was on my of bike. day after tomorrow.
3: I was just cycling around on my bike because prior to the hailstorm, it was a gorgeous day. My bike basket filled with
0: hailstones. It physically <laughs> hurt to move through the weather. Cassie, you are bad luck, Brian. It's adorable. I don't know why it's your, so adorable. Uh,
2: your basket overfloweth. Oh. My basket overflowed Poor, poor Scout was in the douche. basket
3: on the back Scout was in
2: there In the basket on the <laughs> back He getting of the absolutely
3: pelted Scout being yeah. pelted Yeah oh my It was God. a really sad day <laughs> yeah. S- sad, And I was, it was, it, was it was one life. of those moments Where sad <laughs> the life Jane I was like Oh I really don't want to cycle But I'll feel better for it
2: Oh um, Not one of those You get fucked one way or the other We did a mother pod there We just recorded before this on it we did a, a, a ask the questions, Cass. It was all uh, injury-related pandemic questions. I mean, people are fucking themselves over left, right, and center. Because, Absolutely. as we know, you're most likely to get killed sitting exactly where you were. Oh, my God, I've just remembered what Sophie's creep is this week. No, it's
0: not, actually. It's not that. Damn. I got relayed by something way juicier. Honest juicier oh. than death by tit. Yeah, I, and I thought like boobs might be fun for our live this week. Maybe I have
3: a great live presentation. I'm presenting a thesis yes. on Thursday <gasps> night to Hello. you P- and to
0: our our listeners who our are elite missed- patrons. Speaking of patrons, if you're listening and you're not a patron, have a think about it. I just finished all the house creeping for this week. Welcome, welcome, our fabulous new patrons.
1: Welcome,
0: um, Alwyn. Um, Trying to think of a few names off the top of my head. Lauren. Uh, There's usually about Lauren. three Laurens. Yeah. Come yeah. On. There legitimately is a Lauren. Um, There's a, there was a
2: new Rachel today. Welcome, Rachel. Lovely to have you on board. Was there? Uh, she, it's great that just, our just, is growing. just right. Oh, yes, Rachel. Star-
3: right before we started recording. Um, um, so, yes, welcome. So, my, my thesis so for Thursday yeah, if you're evening. i thinking about
0: it. Four euros a month. Lovely tote in the post, direct from. Pre-Page queue we'd love it and we'd it love to have you Loads of content avalanche
2: of content yeah there's too, too much too much it's Probably. quality it's quantity really isn't it that we're aiming for here <laughs> absolutely
0: okay come on let's do we've actually now managed what to 25 r- minutes. 25 minutes and that's not counting the Fucking Fake start that we did before we actually start. <laughs> right, 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 right. Okay, let's get into oh, the yeah, stories. So
3: I'm gonna keep you guys back on track. Back in the
2: room. Cass, wait, I wanna hear about your thesis first. Just give me a quick Oh, my
3: thesis is um an exploration of my hypothesis that straight people should be extinct by now because of the dumb <laughs> shit they do at gender reveal parties. <laughs>
0: <laughs> ah, very good. Oh my god gosh. Do you have one? Do you have the one about I'll whisper it? I can't hear you. I'm just hearing lips move. I'll just draw a little picture. Because if you don't have this one, you need to look for this story. It's too good. This is infuriating for listeners. Yeah, well, they need to become patrons and come along, don't they?
2: Oh, oh. What a tease. Yeah. What a tease.
0: I don't know how to seal. Uh, It's quite a bad picture, but I think we're going to be okay. I think you're going to know what I'm getting at here. Pictionary on a podcast. (laughs) This, This is the future.
3: Go on, talk. Oh, oh! I don't have it, but I'm going.
0: Hang on. Do you know what it occurred to me belatedly? I could have just done this. Gotcha. No, I enjoyed the the
2: illustration instead (laughs)
0: of drawing that. Well, Cassie, I'm excited. I'm excited for that. That's really good. Um. All right, let's go. Come on. Who's going first?
3: Well, what you want, right? I have a Lazarus syndrome. It's uh, oh, in, in, in honor of our good Lord Jesus Christ. It is um, people who have died and what they've experienced when they've died and come back to life. And then a little bit on Lazarus syndrome, which is like a, a medical mystery. Which and we adore. So
2: what do you have? That sounds very. That sounds very
0: good. I have um. Like it's kind of uh, oh uh, hang on I had uh, I had a clickbait headline for it what was my clickbait headline and um, the oh here we go the uh, KVO KVI own brand of hauntings
2: yeah oh, oh very excited oh, oh, oh. by both okay let kick us off. Will you? Well, and then- let's
3: go. No, let's go with so first. Yours is good sure. and juicy. You text us saying you were salivating over it and I'm really excited about it. And I'll take us out with some
0: nice stories of people who have died and not died. Excellent. Yes. Okay. So my tale of the KVI own brand of hauntings begins in 1785. So yeah, that was the year that a little tiny child called prince louis the 17th was born and he was the son of um king louis the 16th and marie antoinette so he was their youngest child. good lineage yeah mm-hmm. good lineage except he was born four years before the french revolution started so Uh-oh. didn't his parents weren't around for long when he was nine and um, they were both executed right uh, during the French, obviously, the the rebels executed them. Um, So poor little Prince Louis, his older brother, who was originally the successor to the throne, died as well, unrelated um, to the French Revolution. And so that meant that this little Prince Louis was the next in line for the throne. So obviously the whole French Revolution was about dismantling um, the monarchy. And end of the monarchy the they, like this bad
2: there's a like there's such bad history like the uh, like our whole human history is just you know littered with wars and people killing the monarchy before you know that way. I'd be shaking in my fucking boots if I was You're
3: eat expensive. she eat the rich. I've been saying it for mm. months, months mm-hmm. months um, but humans in general
0: been saying it for centuries um yeah so anyway poor little prince left on his own um after the parents were beheaded they lost the head and uh he so it's said right that he was put into care and then he was moved into a prison bear in mind nine mm. years old at this point point. Um. so historians say he was put in a dark room in the prison barricaded like a wild animal he was basically oh, walled God. in and the story goes that food was just passed into the boy and he was never, ever taken out of this room, um, even though, like, filth was being accumulated in the room with him and everything. So oh dear. So, basically, according to the legend, no one entered the room for six months. So, he was just passed food in and he was in complete Solitude isolation for the six months. Yeah. So then um, there's accounts of him suffering from extreme neglect. Um, oh, dear. There was uh, no, like, no one caring for him, even though he was nine years old. He just had guards who changed shift, like, twice a day. Mm. Um, he didn't speak. So um, this little boy, when his mother was, when he was separated from his mother, he stopped talking. Um so completely nonverbal at that point and then the following year he died uh oh. still in this captivity and um, so he died in the, the um in the walled-in cell they did an autopsy and they be- revealed he was um he died of tuberculosis now that's oh, the party I line fuck we did don't he get know that for death. if he was in isolation yeah, he. Who knows? He probably. Who knows? He, okay. I don't know. I anything. mean, yeah, I suppose he was getting food, and the guards were there somewhat. Anyway, mm. so, um, it was revealed in the autopsy that he had he was covered in scars. He oh, suffered dear. terrible mistreatment, and utterly devastating. And then during the autopsy, and um, so there was like this tradition of preserving royal hearts. Okay, so while this doctor was doing the autopsy, he smuggled the heart out of the little boy's body and he stored it in distilled wine, which is supposed to preserve it. However, after about 10 years, the wine had all evaporated. And then from then on, the heart was like basically like a dried little organ in a jar. Okay, God. Uh, The physician offered it to the little boy's uncle. Uncle didn't want it because he didn't really believe it was his nephews. He thought it was just a spoof heart or maybe an old, I don't know, like a very large raisin in a jar. Mm. He was like, no. Um, And so then the heart kicked around for decades, right? Like literally like I read through a huge long list of like a million different people that the heart was passed on to. Loads and loads of like European royalty had it for years. Somebody would die and the heart would kind of turn up again and it would have to be pawned off to another relative. It's mad, right? So then That's what happened to Rasputin's dick. Did it? Just didn't stay in one place. That's No one wanted to hold on to it. Oh my God, no way. Just the cursed dick of Rasputin. Mm-hmm. Anyway, um, so the body, meanwhile, of uh, the prince was um, buried but had no kind of marker, no headstone. Um, in, they went to, like, dig him up, like, 100 years later, 75 years later, and they did find a skull there at the grave. But they examined the skull, and it was found to be a teenage skull, so very unlikely to be the skull of a 10-year-old boy. So this oh. kind of started the rumours that the prince had never died, that a double oh. had been buried and that the prince had been spirited away
1: by Is this Royal the story of Royalist. the man
2: in the iron mask?
0: You know, I don't know that movie. Is it a movie? A book? It's a movie.
1: Jeremy Iron Carb-
2: Never
0: mind. I'll get back to you on it. Anyway. Um, so basically the legend of the last, Dau- last Dauphin was born. That's what they called it, the last prince. So they had loads and loads of people. It was just like the Rome Ramano- Romanovs. <laughs> um, not like the Romanovs, the dynasty of ramen creators. Okay, mm. just like them, <laughs> loads and loads of people princess anastasia was it princess anastasia Mm. or just anastasia do you remember there was just loads and loads of people who surfaced claiming to be descendants or or original members of the family anyway so there was loads and loads of people claiming to be the prince they eventually had over a hundred people who insisted they were the prince right they had like artists naturalists there was one guy who was a missionary from wisconsin um, mm. who apparently was a descendant of uh, the Mohawk uh, Native American tribe. He was insisting he was the prince. Um, so anyway, in the year 2000, it was fascinating. This historian got the heart, right? Oh. Well, yeah, so he got a hold of the heart and he organized to have a very small bit of the heart kind of like sliced off. And he got strands of hair from Marie Antoinette. Now we're Get talking out. dead, two hundred and twenty-five years. That's fast maths, but I think it's right. Um, and other members of the family. Right, he got strands of their hair, and he was able to prove nearly a hundred percent, but about as sure as it gets that that heart did genuinely belong to Holy the shit. little prince. Isn't that amazing? Oh, so it was God. all of these fucking fucks who were insisting they were the prince, including a guy called Carl Wilhelm Naundorf, a German clockmaker. Um, so anyway, isn't that mad? Isn't that just mad? Well, that if is they, if they science. Had, oh, and when they had finally ascertained, by the way, that this heart was most definitely um, the prince's, they quickly scrambled together the first royal burial ceremony that france had had in over a century with complete with the fleur-de-lis and a royal crown and what they did this is so mad they got what a 12 year old prince whose name was prince amory de bourbon parm to <laughs> rolls carry off the, the heart rolls off the tongue they had him carry the heart for the funeral and it was his job to put it in the little tomb beside Marie Antoinette and King Louis the uh, 16th. Did not, they did not think that through. That is, no, so disturbing. Traumatic. That is quite disturbing. Now, traumatic, okay, exactly. we're about to dial forward about 150 years, okay? okay, okay. this story ain't over. So, if you think that heart got around, wait till you hear where Prince Louis' ghost got to.
3: Oh. <gasps> Okay,
0: so now we're in 1956, okay? We're in Battersea, London. Oh, lovely. 63 Wycliffe Road. So that is a house where the Hitchings family were living, okay? So we had three generations of the Hitchings living on Wycliffe Road. Not Jean. Um, That's,
2: yep, obviously where I went.
0: <laughs> so there was Nana Hitchings, who was... Um, Old, obviously. Then there was the mother and the father, Wally and the mom's name, I forget. Um, And then there was their teenage daughter, Shirley, and also um, an adopted brother type that was like the nan's adopted son, but Shirley kind of treated him more like her brother than her uncle, if you get what I mean. Right, right, right. No need to get hung up on that. Why did I bring it up? Let's move on. So everything was fine until Shirley hit 15. As we know, what happens period. when girls hit puberty? They the start seeing those. Exactly. Yeah, the welcomes, welcomes the supernatural into the world. Yeah, exactly. Just that smell, that fucking very particular period blood smell just ushers in demonic energies. Yeah, okay. it's the gateway between the two worlds. It's exactly <laughs> right. Thank you, Cass. So... Um. It all began when 15-year-old Shirley went into her bedroom one day and found, out of nowhere, an ornate silver key just sitting on her pillow. She'd never seen the key before. It was not the kind of house that had those kind of keys, like as in it was a new build. And Magpie dropped it in there. The windows were sealed, Jennifer. (laughs)
2: <laughs> windows were sealed carbon monoxide. well no
3: it is it has appeared nobody oh Jen I got a new rib. carbon monoxide alarm you'll be pleased to know
0: okay Glad none of the it. family recognised the key and it was from then on that strange things began to happen in the strange house strange things happened
3: are you going, going round the twist,
0: twist? Um, yeah it began with noises Shirley later said that she lived through the blitz and she said these noises were louder. Now, wow. She, she was very young when the blitz was happening. But anyway, it was very, very loud. Loud enough for neighbours houses away to come down and ask them to fuck, keep it down in there. Keep it what down. Can, and What um, kind of noises? Oh, banging. Just banging. Dumping. It seemed to come from like the bowels of the house. And it came from inside the walls and the ceiling, which is freaky as fuck. That is freaky, right? Magpies. Objects began to move. Clocks falling off walls. A chair flew through the air by itself. Um, Slippers. Now, this one's kind of cute. Slippers walking around by themselves. (laughs) It's Ah. kind of adorable. Little picture patter. In front of like a whole ton of witnesses, Surely, the fifteen-year-old levitated, fully well, over bed. A heavy flow, Sophie, can
1: actually
2: propel you up and over things, <laughs> like a gush, like you an mean? explosive river. Yep, like yeah. a gush, like a waterfall of menstrual menstruation.
0: Mm, I just we're alienating Thanks, about Jen. half of our listenership here. Um, okay, so then, right, all this knocking began. You know. And the knocks seemed to follow Shirley around, even going with her to work. So she was working in Selfridges. she just started a job. She was like a kind of uh, seamstress. Uh, not kind of, just a seamstress. <laughs> and uh, they, the, her co-workers could hear the knocks.
2: That's weird. Very, and very then weird. shit
0: started going missing from her work. Like five pairs of scissors went missing. And Shirley lost her job, but before she lost her job, now this is in a prop's selfridges. They strip searched her, um, mm-hmm. like s- checking that she was concealing fucking huge um dressmaker scissors on her person. Yeah, very degrading. Anyway, um, soon word had gotten to the local police, um, about all the strange goings on in the house, and um, they'd been told by neighbours that the devil was being summoned, which is pat- uh, patently untrue. Like. They were not trying to summon anything. They were being bombarded with these freaky um, events. Like this one, really, I hate this one. So after a while, the sounds started to kind of morph and it became like a.
2: Oh, oh! oh, oh I don't like that. Oh, that's and me do you know chills. where it was coming from?
0: The sounds, this scratching noise coming from inside furniture. Oh, inside no. The chairs they'd be sitting on or inside the headboards as they lay down at night.
2: Oh, that's bad. It's horrible, isn't it? That's bad. Absolutely horrible. You'll get that with rodents, though, when they nest inside your (laughs) three-seater. Yeah, but
0: not inside the headboard.
1: Come on. No,
0: not a solid headboard. Unless it was a very specific type of headboard. Um, The grandmother, Nana, Ethel, was convinced that it was an evil spirit. And she threw holy water over her granddaughter, Shirley, uh, did not help the situation in the slightest. The spirit went berserk, crucifix (laughs) flew across the room (gasps) and the curtains like were violently attacked until they were ripped into shreds and it looked like somebody had gotten a knife to them. This was crazy, right? They came, began to call the ghost, and I think this undermines the spookiness a little bit. Donald.
1: <laughs>
0: um, now, maybe that was their intention. They were like, "Look, we need to kind of make the ghost seem like cheery guy next door." And um, mm-hmm. but they started calling him Donald. Now they became like a lot of press attention. Once the police were kind of satisfied that they weren't summoning the devil. They then didn't want very much to do with the whole thing because it was too freaky, and they had like a medium come at one stage to try and exercise the house. That just seemed to really get Donald get Donald's goat. Mm. He was very annoyed about that. Then they had loads of um, journalists who were all obsessed with the story, um, and even so much so that they got one journalist. So there's a lot of talk of Shirley herself originating the. Um, all the kind of activity or the family, all kind of being in collusion on it. Mm -hmm. And so basically this woman journalist and wanted to stay the night in the house and to experience for herself. And she did. It was all very unusual. She shared a bed with 15 year old Shirley to conduct her um, investigation. And she asked Shirley if she could hold her hands and through the night. To make sure Shirley wasn't doing any of the scratching or knocking. Mm. And also for Shirley to put her feet between the journalist's legs down in the bed. So that was, I mean, very unorthodox practice. But the journalist was convinced through the course of the night, beyond a shadow of a doubt, that Shirley was not doing anything. And the stuff they experienced was terrifying. Sheets being reefed off the bed all through the night. The scratching, the banging, disembodied voice. Oh, freaky stuff! So then, anyway, um, they got a ghost hunter called Harold Chibbet, um, <laughs> interested in the case, and interested. Then soon became obsessed until Chib, as they all called him, um, uh, eventually practically moved into the house. and uh, used to sleep in the kitchen. Um, any time there was a cup of tea going chip it straight there oh I'll have a cup of Um, I think he was just there for the biscuits frankly room and board and he had a little camp bed in the kitchen and he I mean basically spent the next 12 years documenting Donald at 63 (gasps) Whitecliffe Road
3: so what he did was actually spend 12 years probably living rent free in their kitchen well he did have a wife
0: and I mean who who can't relate <laughs> Everyone who has a spouse knows that one would opt for a camp bed in a potentially haunted home uh just for a bit of a break just like a bit of a break day. from the old other half especially mm-hmm. yeah post lockdown I can see it so anyway um at one point uh the BBC themselves had uh Shirley and Chib on um to to talk about the whole Uh, haunting and um, Donald came along, Donald went Mm. they said that Shirley was sitting backstage in the dressing room and they could all hear the knocks and um, this was a very respected journalist who hosted the show, his name was Cliff Michael Moore and he went on to report on like the moon landings and he wrote a memoir confirming that he heard Donald at the BBC and the haunting was even discussed in the House of Commons at one point I've no idea in what way like on like they may well have just been standing in the House of Commons nothing underway yet and one of them could have been like did you hear about the ghost down in Battersea? Mad (laughs) Um, so anyway they started kind of communicating with Donald right so they had a kind of a yes tap or one tap for no two taps for yes kind of situation going on with them very good Um, yeah yeah Chib was obsessed with finding out who he was, and then messages started to be scrawled on the walls
1: (gasps) of the house.
0: Yes, and like fully, Chib would do stuff like go into a room. The room would be, oh, that's it. One night, what what Chib did because he wasn't certain that it wasn't anyone in the house. He locked all the rooms upstairs in the house and took the keys back to his house with him, okay? And then he came back the following morning. Obviously, all the rooms still locked. He unlocked them all. There was messages on the walls. And sometimes the messages were, like, massive. And they would go from, like, the top of one wall across the ceiling. And, like, it would be so, like, it would be such a long message that somebody would have had to, like, get up there and potentially, like, move a ladder around to get yeah. the whole message done. And, like, the house was always full of people and stuff. So, it really did seem like, who could have done this? And then the messages... So, oh, yeah, one of them, really freaky, just said, Shirley, I come. So, it seemed like Donald was really obsessed with Shirley. And um, over the course of the 12 years... So, the messages started to be written on paper. And it was very kind of curly, fancy old writing. And... Um, over the course of the twelve years, three thousand notes were kept. <gasps> and what kind of things
2: in were Chibitz they saying? Chibbets filed,
0: and um, they were saying things like, "Okay, well, here's one. Right, that this is one note that eventually convinced Chib and Shirley that Donald was the lost Prince of France, our little pal. Oh King yeah, the
3: Of course, I forgot course. it was coming back to Queen King Louis.
0: Oh, yes, so this." hypothesis I feel bit of a reach basically what they kind of seemed to be entirely basing it on was some chocolate was left out for Donald one day okay remember he's kind of he was one of the family now yes yeah, yeah. Um, and and uh, and maybe they're afraid of what would happen if they didn't share the chocolate with him if they were sitting around having chocolate you know he could become volatile so anyway they found the chocolate a couple of days later all broken up with a note beside it that said, "Vu can have a bit." Are now is that it? So is wait, that the that's no, it? There's a, there's another bit. One of the says so three bits. I think that I could kind of unearth. Right? Well, no, there's a bit more than three. But the three that stand out to me are, "Vu can have a bit," bit um, rudimentary kind of, uh, franglais, I would say, yeah. Um, the kind of actually exactly the kind of French my dad would speak when we were in France in a very convincing <laughs> French accent and um, especially when he was asking that's, all it, is. that's, that's, what that's it is. all it is yeah. okay so then also um, one day they saw one of the wall messages said viva France <laughs> now no. if it, to be a pedant about it that is incorrect French vive la France is what that should have said And another thing was, right, they used to hear Donald doing a little tip-tap-tap. And, okay, I'm going to put it to the test, right? Because I just think, nah, this is not what this was. But, okay, I'm going to do it for you guys. And you tell me if it sounds like any song, okay? All right. Okay, I'm starting now. Frere Jacket. Okay, it is. (laughs) Well, that's what they thought it was. They said that he's to tap out the song Frere Jacques. And um, I checked in. I checked up on when Frere Jacques was like known to be in the charts in in the charts. And apparently first earliest recorded reference is 1780. Our little oh. prince was born five years later. So it's very possible. All right. That it was, um, you know, sung to him as a child in Versailles. And um, so then right. Chib was so obsessed with his. France, Prince theory. He even went, took the wife over to Paris on a lovely weekend mini-break, city break for them. Spent the whole city break fucking, like, raving like a lunatic around Paris trying to find anything that supported his theory. Right. I'm about to disappoint you somewhat. The case was never satisfactorily resolved. (gasps) However okay so sorry haunting... just as you
3: said that there was banging here
1: mm.
3: huh? anyway are you on your own i am Cass, don't do this to me don't don't do this to me it's, it's scratching more than the banging that really to me
0: i have to say it's very bright okay so i need to tell you this last bit Okay, so that's the whole kind of more or less what was going down in the house. It lasted for 12 years. like wild. I know. So like it was, it was this ghost was obsessed with Shirley for like until she was 27. She even left home and moved in with her husband, Derek, um, and said that like Donald would still write notes and leave them around the family home for her parents telling her, telling them what she was getting up to with Derek, like ratting her out for lasciviousness pre-marriage, perhaps eventually. There must be a conclusion to this. Well, okay. Wait a sec. Right. So all throughout there's been a lot of debate about whether this is a fake, a mixture of real and fake fucking rumor panic. Disassociative disorder on the part of Shirley that she was doing the whole hmm. thing. At one point, right recently enough, a handwriting expert compared the notes by Donald and the notes mm. and handwriting of Shirley and declared that they were written by the same person. Right. Then there was speculation that she could have written the notes in like a fugue state, one of our favorite states here at oh, the Creep we Dive. Love, a fugue, love a fugue state. Okay, this last bit though. Gave me a little shiver. Okay. Um, so Shirley never felt like she'd really outrun Donald. She said how in the house in Battersea, you always feel like you were being watched. There was always a presence. And that seems to have slightly stayed with her, even though she moved to like the southeast out of London. Her parents left the house at Battersea. That house was eventually demolished. The parents carried on with no contact from Donald after a final note that said simply goodbye. <laughs> I mean, Louis was here. No <laughs>
1: au revoir.
0: Um. So anyway, she moved to Sussex and in the late 80s, Shirley was by now like in her 40s, married with kids, um, 30s, 40s. And living with Derek, she had never ever told anyone in the small town where she lived, um, about the haunting and about what had happened when she was a teenager. She just wanted it over, like, yeah. and she yeah. had a terror of talking about it or thinking about it because she was terrified of drawing him back on her. So anyway, mm-hmm. she was helping out at a craft fair in her local church when a woman who she didn't know but who introduced herself as Agnes came up and said. Do you know I'm a medium? I need to speak to you.
2: Oh God.
0: And you tell Agnes to get the fuck away from you. I would say
3: Agnes, absolutely not. I've had enough of this bullshit now in my time.
0: Exactly. She's like, you know, I've had my fill of mediums. Please no. Back off, Agnes. Yeah, that's a very large no to your mediumness. And so Agnes went on to say, before Shirley could actually stop her, have you got a little brother who departed? Oh, Jesus. And Shirley said, no. And Agnes said, are you sure? Because there's a little boy. And when you cross this hall, he's behind you. Oh, Mm -hmm. dear Jesus. He's dressed in fancy dress. Little blue satin and lace. And he's got red hair. And Shirley said, no, Agnes, you're wrong. And Agnes said, but he follows you everywhere. (gasps)
1: <gasps>
0: now oh,
1: Yuck
0: I need to show you guys a picture Of, of Louie Oh yeah Let's see Oh she's screen sharing I'm sharing screen Gotta move this No, just have to flick oh, through a few things cicadas. that find it Cicadas bag of cats on. Where we live Here we go Oh, oh Jesus <gasps> Christ
2: Now I mean, Shirley has described Louis perfectly.
0: Yes. an actual tea.
2: Yeah, but why the fuck would Louis have any interest at all in Shirley?
0: I mean, what the fuck connects them? Like mm, what? Well, I suppose there was theories when uh, when Prince Louis like was supposedly spirited away. There was loads of thoughts about where he could have been brought to. And there was mm. loads of uh, theories that he was, had ended up in England. So there's that. I mean, mm. it is a stretch. That's I mean, it's weird. possible that like Agnes had seen this picture of of Prince Louis. But equally, why would she draw a connection between Prince Louis and Shirley? Like, oh, yeah, it is no so reason. freaky. No reason. That's very frightening. Oh, good. And so that is the story of it's, I mean, I called it a KVI brand haunting, but maybe that's a bit cruel. It's a little. No, it is crazy, isn't it? Now, thank you to David Wooden Ideas because he alerted me to a podcast that's on at the moment. um, And it's a BBC podcast called The Battersea Poltergeist. And it's all about this story. And not now, I know it's not for me to criticize the bbc (laughs) but let's just say that it is a a nine episode podcast that could easily have been delivered in one single quite short episode
2: Infuriatingly, really
0: drags it out and only for the fact that david kept saying to me that there was something good at the end of the last episode i would have abandoned i would have totally abandoned was it satisfying yeah it was it the meeting yeah oh yeah. right 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 oh yeah right, and it was really good and also in further reading on it i didn't see that mentioned anywhere else so i think legitimately that came up because of that podcast it is good like and if you're really stuck You <laughs> love a ghost story i love
2: an extended ghost story i do
0: i After love making- a good long
3: podcast about a creep yeah. i love actually i listen to the missionary which is the law which is uh from iHeartRadio. it's eight or ten episodes about Renee Bach the uh, American woman who went over and st- we, did, we did her as Creep of the Week oh, a couple yes, of months ago yes. the American woman who She's went over to Jinja
1: no oh. no she went to
3: Jinja in Uganda and she set up serving his children a medical clinic but having had no background oh, in medical right. training oh, whatsoever yeah. 105 yeah. children died whilst in oh their care of God. the clinic
2: Christ.
3: I highly recommend that podcast well, okay. terrible story
2: Thank Somebody you. cheers Kathy, up there. that was brilliant i mean sophie thank you that was f- absolutely brilliant it was
0: it's fun isn't it great story
3: yeah yeah fascinating story i mean where to go from there i have a few little tales i'm going to tell you a little bit about lazarus syndrome which is um the spontaneous return of normal cardiac rhythm after failed attempts of resuscitation so this is like a medical huh. thing it's been noted in medical literature at least 38 times since 1982 Taking its name obviously from Lazarus who was described in the New Testament as being dead and being risen by our good Lord Jesus Christ. Um, so occurrences of the sin are extremely rare and the causes are not well understood but one hypothesis is that a chief factor is a build-up of pressure in the chest as a result of CPR and the relaxation of the pressure after resuscitation efforts have ended is allows, allows the heart to re-expand triggering the heart's electrical impulses and restarting the heartbeat well there Ooh. you go interesting isn't it right so is closed. <laughs> well I mean they don't they don't know for sure because it happens so infrequently so yeah, yeah. there was one case of a 27 year old man in the UK who collapsed after an overdose of heroin and cocaine oh, so paramedics came along and they gave him the naloxone injection um, and he recovered enough to walk to the ambulance. But when in the ambulance, he went into cardiac arrest. And after 25 minutes of resuscitation efforts, he Whoa. was declared dead. Dead. But after another minute or 90 seconds, a nurse noticed the rhythm on the heart monitor and resuscitation resumed. <sighs> and he made a full recovery. Recovery. He was effort. dead for, right. half no, for half an hour. No. Half an hour. He was being. Yeah, they were doing CPR on him for like 25 minutes. So. Was he dead, or was his? You know, had has he heart rate just so just so they pronounced that they couldn't. Well, they pronounce death death pronounced
0: and like mm-hmm. a minute or a few minutes passed for definite. So that's mad. Yeah, amazing. Um, and did he talk about like any of it afterwards? He, he these these cases
3: of the Lazarus syndrome. I don't have I don't have comment from them, but I have mm-hmm. people who have um. Died and written about what they experienced. So the common thing that people describe is the idea of going, moving through a tunnel and then there being complete and utter peace. So um one person said, uh, when I was much younger, 12 years old, I died from a full cardiac arrest. This was a high school football American game. I can only remember flashes of memories from a few hours before until two weeks after the incident. I remember a lot of black, which quickly enclosed like a shell into a tunnel. The tunnel itself was made of metal and looked exactly like the tunnel from Bespin, where Luke ends up. I think that's a film. I don't think my mind could comprehend what it was seeing, so it filled in the gaps as best as could. The feeling was awesome, though. Unless you've seen it, there are really no words to describe it. I think this is because I cannot convey the emotions and feeling to you. They're very intense. I was dead with no heartbeat for a little over four minutes. Jesus. Yeah. Um, another person says I almost died from drowning last year and the experience changed me. I had been dead for an unknown amount of minutes, but they managed to pull me out of the water and revive me. I do not know for how long I was dead. They say it took two minutes to revive me on the beach. Basically, I saw all, all I saw was blackness followed by many lights. Lights became stars and t- stars turned into something I cannot describe. I did not feel anything. Hmm. Another person says I died twice in an ambulance while being transported from a motorcycle accident. The last thing I remember was my face hitting the hood of a car and then waking up in the emergency room at the hospital. I say twice in an ambulance, but it's my understanding that I was actually dead when the ambulance arrived. And then I died again on the way to the hospital. The time between the accident and the hospital, I have no memories. Absolutely nothing but blankness. Um, And then someone else just describes I had the tunnel, then nothing absolutely nothingness so
2: nothing though
3: but they can't yeah just like it turning into this sort of is it blackness black, black is that white something
0: yeah um or is, a tunnel is so weird isn't it it's so yeah. strange right have you ever so, passed out and you know the way your yeah, vision your goes vision when you goes, faint yeah, yeah right. narrows into a tunnel like it's mm-hmm. really weird
3: yeah. Um. Someone else said it was peaceful. No lights. No pearly gates. No angels. Just peace. I was in a horrible car wreck, and then I had a blood clot go go a blood clot go through my heart, and I died for a bit. When oh I woke up, everyone was ye- yeah, yeah, because like you generally don't survive a blood clot in the heart. Yeah. Uh, when I woke up, everyone was telling yelling at me to breathe. I was pissed off because not only was I certain I was breathing, I had been woken from the first quality sleep I've ever had. <laughs> There's nothing but peace and comfort on the other side.
2: Interesting, isn't it? Family.
3: That
0: is really interesting.
2: I mean, there's definitely, there's a huge cohort of American writers. There's a really famous book. I can't remember the name of it, but Oprah got all involved in it.
0: Oh, and, yeah. There's uh, millions it of them. This is a whole genre. genre. Do you remember is, um, about people I who did the died. creep at one of the lives about the little boy who died That's and right. saw a muscly Jesus? Really ripped yeah. Jesus. Oh my God! And they oh, were yes. doing the interview circuit oh, and they made millions like off that uh, that book. And there's so many of them that it's fully like a genre in and of itself. I died for a bit and Jesus saved me, or I met Jesus and he was like really ripped and he was showing me all his gains and. But everything. do we know? He's a Has fit any- farmer. Y- fit fam Jesus. Y-
2: you remember that movie with Will Smith and it's called 9 grams, 28 grams? Something? Yeah, and it's the weight oh, of yeah, your soul or something, isn't it? That's right. So there's an unexplained amount of this. Is much, I haven't looked in the unexplained amount of grammage that disappears. Well, that's because you shit
3: yourself death. when you die because you lose all control of your sphincter. I think that's your... accounted for.
2: I think right. that, I think, I think I'm... there is. Let me get back to you and see if I can do. Because that is interesting, isn't it? To think that there is weight, physical mass, to you.
1: Because
2: like you Cass,
0: you. you'd ship more than nine grams.
2: Yeah, true. You think about it. So
0: they grams. must have taken that into account somehow, already. Seven pounds
2: is the name of the film. So it's. Is that the American name of the class? lot? I'm pretty you could sure it ship was
0: seven pounds, guys what's pounds and grams what is that oh seven
2: pounds <laughs> it is so there's 14 pounds in a stone so it's half a stone so that's a kind of weighty amount isn't it never mind this is all just hearsay
0: and this, this is, is just, just all really speculating sl- about how heavy the shit is that you do when you die yeah we're scientists
3: <laughs> this is a really sad one there's a man called walter williams who was 78 from mississippi and he, he was at home when his hospice nurse called a coroner who arrived and declared him dead on the 9th or on the 26th of February 2014 at 9pm so he was moved to a funeral home but was found to be moving <gasps> later in the funeral home possibly resuscitated by a defibrillator, defibrillator that was in his chest the next day he was well enough to be taken back home to his family but then he died 15 days later
0: Aww. actually was- died it was kind of a boy who cried wolf situation when you said defibrillator. I was like, "What? a defibrillator in a mortuary. is surely the last place they'd have a defibrillator. But maybe it's always just in Casey. Maybe it's like break glass in the event of corpse reanimation.
3: Yeah. Do you want to hear the record for the person who's been declared for the dead for the longest amount of time before yes. the yes. Lazarus thing is kicked in? Right. Velma Thomas was fifty nine from West Virginia. And in May 2008, she went into cardiac arrest at her home. They were able, medics were able to establish a faint pulse after eight minutes of CPR, but her heart stopped twice after arriving at the hospital and she was placed on life support. Doctors attempted to lower her body temperature to prevent additional brain injury, but she was declared clinically dead for 17 hours (gasps) after doctors failed to detect any brain activity. Her son, Tim Thomas, stated that her skin had already started hardening her hands and toes were curling up they were already drawn and she was taken off life support and funeral arrangements were in progress however 10 minutes after being taken off the life support she revived and recovered fully
0: wait so how was she dead for 17 hours then clinically
3: dead for 17 hours because they couldn't detect any brain activity so you know the way like the life support machine will keep the lungs going going. whatever but like it's when it's when they (sighs) fail to detect any brain activity they're like they're not gonna like
2: she had
0: a good long stretch of being dead we need to talk to her yeah Yeah. she needs to cough up some info about the other side please. yes unless maybe they make you sign like an NDA once you get over to (laughs) the other side your NDE NDA yeah it's very good um yeah god it's fascinating kind of reminds me of those frozen people do you remember i think it was at oh, a, I love those a patron stories. show that we did the the frozen people defrosting and coming That's back right, to life and coming back to life yeah yeah oh mad freaky
2: stuff carcinogenic not carcinogenics uh cryogenics, cryogenics. cryogenics. Jen cryogenics. likes to
0: put the Jen in cryogenics i love Any, it are you buying a little head jar for yourself anytime soon yeah, I would like to do that. Would you do it? Would
2: you guys do it as an option?
0: Nah. Uh, I'd around? need a very
2: large jar. Um,
3: what I, no, I think when I'm gone, I'm ready to go. Like, in Definitely. fact, I'm just fighting the urge to walk into the sea all the time. So <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sticking around for the cicadas to make it to Ireland and for our perpetual living pandemic in pandemics. 70,
0: yeah. No, uh, guys, give me I'm, the I'm everlasting
3: just... peace.
2: Well, yes, I think that's the easiest way to do it. Just go. Yeah. When your time is up. Just get on, and go.
1: Yeah, hey, Cassie, yeah. That like, was great. Imagine and trying to hack for the
0: world like hundreds of years from now, and you're just being you've been defrosted from 2020. And you've overstayed like, your welcome. Yeah, yeah. Everyone's in like lockdown 1642, and you're like, no, you're no, thank you. Yeah. And um, what well, Jennifer? Well, what do you that's got? That's
2: it, that's the end of that's the show. It. I gave you the cicadas, you can have no more. I'm saving, no more. I'm saving me. good stuff for the rest of the good stuff for the Zoom on Thursday. Be there, Which is or great to be
3: back. Square, um, be great yes to be back. we've missed you. And a good week to do it now because actually, uh, it's going to snow this week, so come back in and be cozy and creepy with us Get on cozy. Thursday. And we'll to be see you then.
0: Gypsy, whatever you like. Bye. Bye. Bye.
1: If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm lip fillers.